the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the WFIL app. Listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. What a what a day. Kind of cloudy, some sun coming through. 86 for the high. Down to 65 tonight with cloudy skies. And then tomorrow, cloudy rain off and on, maybe a thunder shower, and a high of 77. Phillies lost 5-2 to St. Louis last night. Bryce Harper had two of the Phillies' three hits. After the game, on a Zoom call with Phillies uh, starting pitcher Zach Eflin asked if he was concerned a bit about the loss. Yeah, it's not easy, but it's what we signed up for. You know, I felt like I did a good job battling the whole night. Gave up a couple of cheap hits. They they hit a couple of balls hard. But at the end of the day, I felt like I had, you know, pretty good stuff and pretty good command. I leaked a couple of fastballs, but for the most part, I, I felt like I battled and really wanted that uh, that seven inning number in front of my line. But, you know, just just baseball and, you know, move on to the next one. That's seven. He's referring to meaning seven innings pitched and, you know, a starting pitcher can get to seven. That helps uh, kind of check the box of doing their job and turn things over to the bullpen for the last couple of innings. Sometimes starters go beyond seven, but to get that seven threshold, couldn't quite get it done. Phillies themselves have been struggling. They had a good start to the season, five and one, but haven't won back-to-back games since. And Phillies manager Joe Girardi, is he surprised by that? Yeah, it is. It is. And it's been for a myriad of reasons. We've had chances to. We haven't come through a lot of times in the clutch. Our bullpen got disrupted with missing a couple guys. I mean, Alvarado hadn't thrown for two weeks. Uh, Archie's been out two weeks. At times, it's been our defense. But, you know, obviously, I I believe the talent is in there. We just need to play better. We miss Gene now, you know, and and I think Nick's done a really good job of stepping up in his absence. But we need to get some other guys swinging the bat. That's Phil's manager, Joe Girardi. And... As for starting pitcher Zach Eflin as well, is he concerned that they haven't been able to put back-to-back wins together for quite some time? Not necessarily. Um, like I said, we play 162 games. Um, I'm not worried about them at all. We're grinding out ABs. We're seeing pitches, and you know, ties are going to turn. It's it's going to happen. We're gonna we're gonna hit. We're gonna pitch. We're gonna field all at the same time, and it's going to be pretty special. 162 games. You got to have that big picture perspective. They'll try and get back on track tonight. Phillies at St. Louis at 7:45. Flyers lost to New Jersey 6-4. They play New Jersey again tomorrow at 7 o'clock. And the Sixers home tonight against Atlanta. They've only played Atlanta once this year, and they're missing like half their players back in January, I think it was. One of those players, Shake Milton, was on a Zoom call with the Sixers early this morning and asked Shake about, uh, you know, if you haven't been out there against the team, yeah, how hard is that? Because you, you learn a lot, I'm sure, by playing and, and just being on the court together. But if you have to just watch, and uh, you know, and you haven't had a chance to go shoulder to shoulder, you know, how, how do you, how does that affect your preparation? Uh, yeah, I think it's more so the second point, um, just coming in and being prepared. I think uh, since I haven't played them, you know, just making sure that I'm, I'm all caught up in film and, and 
knowing guys' tendencies, that's probably the biggest part. But um, as far as my game goes, just come in and, and be focused and be ready to bring energy. Focus on working on what you can control on your own skills and then take it from there. Shake Milton of the Sixers, who won Monday night after losing some games in a row there. Dwight Howard after the win on Monday against the Thunder. Just felt good to, to get a win tonight. You know, we, uh, we gave up four games that, uh, you know, we really needed. But to get a good win tonight, you know, it really kind of, I think it calmed everyone's nerves, the fans, everyone. You know, I think we needed a great win tonight. You know, even though it's a team that's rebuilding, I think to, tonight was more so about us and our energy and effort. And we was able to play all three units tonight, which is great. We moved the ball well early in the game. We got onto a big lead and, you know, was able to work on some of our offensive schemes and also defensive schemes. So tonight was overall overall good night for all of us. Dwight Howard of the Sixers, head coach Doc Rivers, and how important it was to get that win. You know, it's important. You know, what, I don't know what we have, 12, 11 games, whatever it is. But, you know, we've missed a lot of games as a team individually. So many different guys have missed games. And so it would be great if we can use these last to get get right but you can't count on that you know what i mean it's just one of those years so far so we just got to keep working and do it in practices do it in games uh get our rhythm and and it is important sixers head coach doc rivers sixers have the second seat overall in the eastern conference at the moment trying to get back in the top spot because if they can get there before they get to the playoffs they will have a home court advantage throughout the playoffs which would be a big deal in the end you do what you can. Next game right in front of you. They're home tonight against Atlanta at 7. Victoria, how's it going? You doing well today? Yes, I am indeed. It's a beautiful day out. Yeah? What's, yeah. Hap- what's happening over there? Not much. Okay. Just listen to the marvelous, you know, sports clips that I edited. <laughs> yes. Yes. And... Lots going on in Philly sports. That's true. And so we talk Phillies, Flyers, Sixers. We can't leave the Eagles out. Tomorrow night is the draft. Tomorrow night is also a pretty cool event. It's going on with David Akers, the all-time leading scorer for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's a kicker here for 10, 11, 12 years and played in the pros for about 15, 16 years. He's actually in town for a fundraising dinner that I happen to go to, plan to go to with my daughter. But uh, David has been on our program before. It's been a while. And he has a lot of good stuff to say about a lot of different things. So we'll talk a little... Uh, draft, if you will, with him. Eagles football, football in general, but also uh, his faith. He loves the Lord a lot. He's coming to town tomorrow night to talk about that as part of the event that he's going to be be at. And some other things, too. David has a long history in the tri-state area. Lives in Nashville, Tennessee now, but it's always good to have him on the program. It's been a few, uh, I don't know, a number of months since we've talked with David. So all things kind of coming together in a nice, sweet spot. We'll bring David Akers on our program here in just a moment. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, WFIL. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! AM 560 WFIL, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, and we're really pleased to have a very special guest join us today. He's joined us a couple times in the past, including the very first show we ever did about two and a half years ago. You'll know his name, Philadelphia Eagle. He's played for other teams, too. But Philadelphia Eagle, we'd like to say, kicker David Akers. Hello, my friend. Hey, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing great. We finally connect. I know. I know. I feel terrible about that. We were 
chatted about this a little bit before, but it seemed like anytime we were trying to get back on to, to do a show, it's like, hey, can we do this? I'm like, I was in the middle of nowhere a lot of times. Like, on one of them, I was hiking in Sedona with the family and uh, about to watch my son play football out at Arizona State. And all these different times, it was like, oh, my goodness, just bad timing. But today, we we are able to connect, so that's great. I'm really glad, and things came together. Actually, several just fun touch points. You're actually in town tomorrow night for a fundraising banquet for Torch FC, whose uh, head coach, Rich Spartling, has joined our program, actually shared about the ministry a while ago. Used to be the chaplain for the Phillies for many years. And so you're keynote speaking there, which is pretty cool. Are you still working on your notes? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Kind of kind of going through and, and figuring what to talk about. This would be the first time I'm back on the road speaking, per se, since March 6, 2020, when COVID finally shut that all down. Uh, so I'm excited to, to kind of be back on the, and, and live in kind of the life that I enjoy. I love being on the road, love love engaging and talking with people, hearing their stories, and, and kind of giving some thoughts as well. And and so uh, being a part of with with the torch tomorrow, it's a fundraising event to to kind of help their ministry out. So you know if if I was really being honest right now, which I hope you know you think I am, uh, <laughs> and I and I start asking people like this last year. I mean, I don't care who you are. If you're the toughest of tough, uh, you know you have had some sort of person in your family, yourself, whatever, has been through health-related issues, mentally, physically, spiritually, um, it, it has been a struggle of a year. And, and a lot of people have have gotten into passionless areas, and we've kind of become numbed because we've been forced to wear these muzzles on our face to to basically say, hey, we're not identifying you anymore. We're, we're separating from people, and we as humans need that interaction. And so with all of that, you're taking away the opportunity to go to churches and things. It is it is a a time where mental spiritual health is is really a, a problem, uh, and emotionally just kind of going over what we have all just been processing, right? And then then you have the the issues of people are losing their profession and and financial loss and and just the upheaval of everything that's going on, maybe loved ones that have been lost during this, you know, this pandemic, there's so many different areas to talk about. So I'm like, what in the world are we going to talk about? Um, it, you know, without losing our, our identity personally, but we can't lose that identity in Christ either. And uh, I know it's, it, it's been a struggle. I mean, I've talked to people, I know how I felt. And so I'm going to speak on passion tomorrow and the original definition of it, and figuring out that, to me, that if maybe I talk to these people, uh, they're just going to actually be listening to me preach to myself, because this is something I have to continue to talk about, because I, I, I was, just like everybody else, struggling, you know, this past year as well, and um, and I, I've actually lived in a state that is a little bit more on the, on the hey, you can do what you feel comfortable doing type states, uh, instead of some of the, the, the other ones that are a little bit more on the governmental side of, of the lockdown. So it's just yeah. been, it's been a tough year for everybody, as you know, but I'm excited to be back on the road and, <laughs> and to be up there tomorrow in, in, uh, in Philly and, and engaging with people and hearing their stories and, and being able to have some fellowships. It'll be great. David Akers, our guest, he's in town tomorrow night, uh, torchsportsministries.org. You can look up more information. I think you can still get a seat at the table. I'm planning to be there with our, daughter Tessa, who 
actually was part of Torch's uh, summer camp last year as a counselor and had a lot of fun. It stretched her just like, you know, you coming and speaking. I've talked to other folks. Uh, I remember Mike Schmidt of the Phillies was at a breakfast one time. He gave his testimony and he said, I like doing these because it forces me to get my mind back on, you know, the Lord and really preparing. Just like any, I'm sure a pastor does. You got to you know, think through things you want to present well and, and, and bring a, a message that's helpful to people. Folks may or may not know that, that you were doing that quite a bit after, uh, even during your football days, right? You were out and about whenever people were looking for you. You often were out and about doing events. So, no, I enjoy I enjoy that a lot, and I, I think as you know, Tim, you you and I, I believe, are very kind of gregarious and outgoing people, and love to just meet people in, in general. And I mean, sometimes you know, when I was playing ball, it, it got overwhelming because you, you can't spend time with absolutely everybody. But overall, I I enjoy going to new destinations, traveling, seeing seeing these people where, you know, the communities that we're, we're speaking with. And um, uh, ultimately between the the faith base and the corporate and even kind of some of the sports related uh, events, I, I was doing close to 30 of these a year. And, you know, basically meant I was on the road you know, 45 to, to 50 days a year. Yeah. And uh, it, it really enjoyed uh, being a part of that. Obviously COVID kind of knocked that in, flatten his tracks and so it'll be interesting to see if and when that actually uh, ever comes back um uh, some i had seven only set up for this year and already four of them have been pushed out to 2022 so it'll be interesting (laughs) but hey i I love the torch saying hey we're gonna we're gonna do this we're gonna push forward and we're welcome you all to come and and uh, I commend them for that and look forward to a, to a great evening. Absolutely. David Akers, longtime Eagle on the uh, Tim DeMoss show today. The event is tomorrow night, torchsportsministry.org, if you want to get more info on that. Quick break. We'll keep our conversation rolling with David Akers. It's the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. It's 421 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Don't forget, Mother's Day, Sunday, May 9, WFL's Rewards Club is celebrating by giving you an opportunity to win $1,000. Check that out and many other fine contests at WFIL.com. Our guest today, the one and only David Akers, longtime kicker for the Eagles, our all-time leading scorer, played for the Eagles, 49ers, Lions, right? Uh, am I... Getting anybody? Well, I mean, it's actual for, for full season. Yeah, I started off with the Reds. Well, Panthers, Falcons, and the first regular season game I played in was with the Redskins. Well, have they, they haven't even come out yet to say. I thought they said they knew a name that they were possibly going to go with, but yeah, I still they're they're called the the Washington football, football team. Teams. So I yeah I but I was with them in in '98, and then um, I, I got cut after a terrible game and. They, uh, they they released me, as I said, and, and then I went and had some different workouts, but then ended up coming with the Eagles after the Eagles sent me and allocated me to play in NFL Europe. So it was from 99 through 2010, I was with the Eagles. 11 and 12, I was with the Niners, and 13, I finished up in Detroit. Wow. So you had, you, uh, so are you, uh, that, that said, when you think of football, do you, what's your relationship with it now in terms of uh, viewing yourself as an alum of the Eagles? first and foremost, of football, and, and how much of an interest in your paying attention to, do you, like, do you care who they draft tomorrow night compared to you're very much invested in it, so to speak, as a fan? Well, 
I'm very much invested in, in football in general, and I, I love the game. I love what it what it it, it teaches kids, uh, and even up into adults. Just the the self discipline, the, the the camaraderie aspect, the you know you're playing for a bigger purpose than yourself, and people are relying on each other. I think there's so many life lessons in in the game of football. I, I truly do, and I, I love everything that it provided for me. Uh, on that, and I'm not even talking about even for my for my profession. I'm just saying just learning. And so, I love to give back in the realm of, of coaching, and I do a decent amount of that. And I generally do that in a way that um, I used to, to use it as kind of a business. But then I've kind of now been a little bit more selective, and I just try to to use it as use it as a stewardship time and and you know i've had people fly down and you know we spend a couple hours out and don't charge them anything and just try to kind of pay it forward to to say hey you know i've been able to be fortunate to to learn from this and i want that to you know that knowledge to kind of go forward um on the pro side in kind of following i mean obviously i'm an eagles fan you know through and through i I bleed green and for, for me I think it's been a really weird year. Um, the whole Carson deal was, I believe, really odd. Yeah. Um, and when they when they fired Doug, which again, uh, there, there's reasons for for a team to go in any sort of direction, and you know, we're not privy to that to that understanding. Um, you know, whether it's between Jeffrey Lurie and Howie and whatnot with, you know, Don Smolensky and all those guys. I mean, they, they have their reasons, right? Sure. And so they said, we're, we're going to move on from Doug. I, okay. I got it. But then it was weird because it seemed like, okay, we're going to move on for Doug because Doug kind of maybe wanted Jalen over Carson or whatever. But then you get rid of Carson. And at that point it's like, well, Hmm. Then why did you get rid of Doug? I mean, that guy just won a Super Bowl three years previously. Right. You know, so now you you get rid of both guys. And I mean, I, I, that I did not understand. Um, I will say, you know, going forward this year, as as a fan, I mean, we need to protect a quarterback first and for you know foremost. That needs to be taken care of. Um, and you got to have somebody to throw the ball to. Uh, you know, and that's healthy. And that's that's been difficult to see over the last couple of years. Um, obviously, you know Deshaun Jackson when he's healthy is a is a force to be reckoned with out on the field, and he's, he's an impressive guy, still one of the fastest guys in the NFL. But the guy was never on the field, you know, and yeah. and that, and that's a shame. And it's one of those things you look back and like, yeah, it was a bad investment for the Eagles, and um, yeah, I think they'd be anybody can really see that, and, and, and no fault of their own, and and also no fault to, to probably be Jack on that. I mean, look, I, I'm a guy that, that suffered from injuries late in my career. And it, it took me out of my game. And I went from three straight pro bowls to, to three surgeries within a 16 month period. And from my last pro bowl to my last game was 22 months. Mm. I mean, it, I went from the highest of highs to, to out and I get it. it. It stinks. And that's part of the game. And, you know, it's unfortunate that you was kind of bought into to a guy that was going the other way. And, and for Djax's aspect, I hope he can get himself feeling well, and maybe he can he can finish up and have uh, you know a good year this year, and you know, maybe get grab a couple more years for him. But uh, you know, I, as as an ex teammate, I, I wish him nothing but the best. But for me, as an Eagles fan, I, I'm, we got to get some people to throw the ball to. 
Uh, I hate to see Zach Ertz go. Uh, obviously, there's, you know, he's he's been an incredible tight end, you know, for the Eagles, and you know, it just seems like I hope I hope they do the right thing there with him and just give him the opportunity to go where he needs to go, and or ultimately maybe there's some way they can keep him. I don't know, but yeah. And then I was kind of shocked to see Cam Johnson go. Now, Cam was a guy that uh, he probably didn't have the greatest of season, but I see Cam and Jake Elliott with just loads amount of talent um and i know letting cam go you know the way the the um the cap is this year it really took a huge hit obviously nobody's expecting that the year ago right they weren't thinking that the, the numbers were going to be down and that the, the cap numbers would, would be going the opposite way and so with that being said i understand like maybe they can't afford to get you know pay a pay a punter the you know most that they need you know to, like like Cam probably deserved and got with Houston, but and he didn't have the greatest of years. And I think that with what they are doing special teams wise now, and having a kicking guy in there that can can understand what is is really going on. Oh man, I think I think you'll see performances get better out there. And that was a smart move by the Eagles to to hire a, a kicking coach now. And um, and and that to me. You know, says a lot. I think I think the NFL will start to see more guys come up and do that for sure. David Akers, our guest, kind enough to hang out with us. He has a busy day ahead, and also uh, getting ready to get on a plane and come back to Philly from Tennessee, where I will be, Lord willing, in a few weeks. My nephew is getting married, so I uh, awesome. hope to be in Chattanooga with the family for that uh, later on in May. Uh, speaking of coaching, have you? I'm sure you get asked this, but have you? Ever or if you would you ever be open if an NFL team called you and said they wanted you to to be a coach of some sort would you entertain that or is that a, a, with the kids and all that balancing things out with family it, it has it has come up and it's come up before um, with, with with teams and unfortunately it's been tough to to think about moving my family in the current situation where my my youngest is is thirteen now and my daughter is. He's a seventh grader, going to be an eighth grader. And then my daughter is a sophomore, going to be a junior. And my oldest is out at UCLA. So, but, you know, to uproot them and move them back someplace and, and get them out of their, their, their comfort zone, I think is pretty tough. And, yeah. you know, probably the only scenario right now would, would be is if, if, cause I live in Nashville, as you said, you know, to maybe do something on as a part-time consultant for like the Titans would, would, would be good. Or, um, you know, occasionally fly in and do some stuff, but the day in and day outs to, to really be that, that coach that breaks down all the different kickers around the league, um, and works with basically scout team and all that setting up the, the cards for your, for the special teams coordinator and, and really then coaching your, your own guys. Man, that would be a huge commitment. I would, if I was younger, I would would love to have done that. Um, if I could have set up and done it maybe a few years ago, when it wouldn't have been such an impact for for the um, for the kids, and then yeah, that would have been that would have been great. I, I miss the game of football. I love it. I really do. I love talking about kicking, punting, snapping, uh, the holding, the whole specialist at returns, just seeing the, the dynamics of the special teams. Uh, I, I love that. I really do believe that a lot of times that. In, in football, they don't really talk about that on a lot of the, the plays. I mean, you talk about a punt return or a kick return, things like that. They'll say this is what happens, and they're like, 
this 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 wedge or this lane and honestly a lot of times they don't have a clue what they're talking about so <laughs> right you, you need guys back out there like steve tasker who was announcing for a while and and could really you know talk about these things because they did know but ultimately a lot of a lot of the guys don't don't know what they're what they're talking about when they're talking about <laughs> punts being blocked or or even to the point of of you know seeing seeing what's going on in these returns and and what really the cause of it and like no no <laughs> but it's a good try but no that's not the, it'd be like me you know watching like tony romo as as an eagle stand you're like oh i can't stand tony romo he's a fantastic announcer hmm. fantastic and i really enjoy listening to him he's always he's been he's a great guy to begin with but i enjoy listening to him because he's so knowledgeable about the game they don't have anybody like that on the special teams. Jay Feely is the only guy that um, on the kicking aspect that they talk to occasionally. And, and heck, they hardly ever go to him and they don't give him enough time to really explain it anyway. But uh, still love the game, love to be a part of it. I do a little bit of the high school stuff. I, I coached for a couple of years when, when Luke was playing high school football. My youngest is, is playing a little bit. So who knows? I may, I may get in a little bit with that. He's, uh, he's not kicking or punting or anything like that, but just, just fun to watch again all the kids getting into the sports and and, and playing as as you all know with your own kids absolutely philadelphia eagles hall of fame kicker and their all-time leading scorer david akers on the tim demoss show this afternoon on wfil talking football faith and family uh we'll keep that conversation rolling in a second just kind of cloudy with some sun in the balance of the afternoon very warm 88 the high today 65 low night with cloudy skies make it some rain late tonight overnight off and on tomorrow, uh, tomorrow's high is 77. Phillies lost 5-2 to St. Louis last night. They're at the Cardinals again this evening at 7:45. Flyers lost New Jersey 6-4. They play at New Jersey again tomorrow night at 7. And the Sixers home this evening against Atlanta at 7. Brief break. We'll keep our conversation with David Akers going in just a moment. WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email Timmy D at WFIL.com. Tomorrow night for a special event. Might be at that. You can get details on that online. TorchSportsMinistry.org. It's a soccer ministry. And uh, glad to have David on the program today. When you look back at all the different things, too, just for fun in your lifetime, all the, the Pro Bowls and going to the Super Bowl and, uh, you know, being the all-time leading scorer for the Eagles and all these different awards you've had and opportunities, is there anything that means, you know, we can guess, but is there anything that means... The most to you, uh, or what they represent, maybe in different ways, certain things mean mean things to you. Yeah, I think again, first that's a pretty good question. Uh, but I would say, heck, man, uh, okay, being able to play fifteen years shows the longevity. To be able to say you played fifteen years and you went to six Pro Bowls, that that basically is a little bit more than one every other year that you that you played. Yeah, and to me. 
and, and, and as a kicker, only one goes, right? It's, it's not like you have three linebackers or stuff like that. So I, I feel honored by that because that's a picking from the coaches and peers, you know, and so that, that, that's really an honor. Um, you know, the stuff that happens on the field, it's like, that's oh, great and all, but anything that team and play, you know, the teams that you, that you play against and then the coaches, the respect there, I probably would, would go with that meaning the most. Um, I would have loved to have won and, and experienced the championship in, in a Super Bowl. I played in two of those. Yeah. Played in seven NFC championship games. And so all that kind of coming together, I, I know it might sound cliche, but I mean, as far as accolades, probably the Pro Bowl, but some of the biggest things that I talk about I miss is the locker room. Just mm. the guys, man. There's There's nothing that I have found that can replicate that really. The only thing that I have found even closely that I can compete and, and, and have fun with and, and have camaraderie with the guys is, um, is water skiing. And mm. it's got a great little community. Um, we push ourselves, you're competing against yourself and, you know, going to tournaments occasionally and, and competing with these guys. Uh, it, it, it's been fun. And, they, they kind of brought – I tried golfing. Like, I really tried to get into golf, and I was just like, there's just no hype. no There's never <laughs> excitement, you know, in it. And and you don't – you go and you do it, and you're like, well, now what, right? Yeah. And you spend five, six hours. I go out and water ski, and my goodness, I mean, you're exhausted. You're worked out. You know, you've put your body to the limits, and um, it's, it's a mental prep. It's a physical, uh, you know, workout, and – then you get to the dock and, and people have been cheering you on because you just got a personal best or, you know, if you're in a tournament and you're competing against another guy and, and they'll be like, man, that's great. Now I'm going to go out. I'm going to kick your tail now. Right. And it's just, <laughs> it's just one of those things that it, yeah. there's just something special about it. Something with the community. So I, I just really enjoyed doing that, but I don't know if that really answers some of your questions with no, it, but no, I mean, that's, that's kind of it. That's good. because No, that's great. That's great. David Akers, our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show in town tomorrow night. And just a longtime friend and we've known each other for many years. And uh, I've tried to connect in the last year or two. And you've had a lot going on. You mentioned your son. I think one time you were about to take in a game. Uh, Luke, and, and how has his been at UCLA, right? How's his uh, kicking going these days? And how has that been for him? It's been good, you know, his first year. It's been crazy. He hasn't been – he hasn't stepped foot – he's a freshman at UCLA. He has not stepped foot into anything on campus, any classes, anything like that. He, mm. he did get to play seven games. They had seven games for UCLA last year for the football. And um, he was their starting punter and holder. And he had some some tendonitis issues in his, in his plant leg that caused him not to be able to kick off last year. But um, – you know, he, he works hard. I miss him dearly as we do with our kids to go away. And yeah. obviously it's not the easiest to, to get to L.A. right now with the way times are and the amount of flights that have kind of shut down over, over the last year. But, um, you know, obviously super proud of him, not because of what he's done on the field, but who he is as a man, his, his morals, his integrity, his, his walk with the Lord. He's He's a rock man, and I, I'm in awe of him, like we kind of all are with our kids, you know. And so, just super proud, and super proud of him and my other two kids as well. And just, you know, kind of sometimes you got to sit back and pinch yourself and, and say, man, uh, you know, thank you for the blessings, Lord. And uh, going forward, um, 
you know, I, again, I, I think like I said, you know, this past year, we, everybody's gone through so much and it's just about gaining back some of that passion that we have and what, what, what we're supposed to be doing with it. And we're supposed to be ultimately glorifying the kingdom with some, some way in, in our day. So oh, man. you know, that. that's it in a nutshell that I see. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's great. And I, I, I can empathize what you're talking about. The, all the weddings I was supposed to DJ last year, like half of them got either canceled or bounced to this year and or bounced to next year. You just follow the bouncing event, you know, bow, 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 right down the road uh, and trying to dust off my skills. Honestly, but it's been a little rusty. I have a few weddings actually come up this weekend. I'm trying to get my brain sharp, just like you doing the speaking tomorrow night to dust off your notes and your speaking presentations and all that. Uh, but you hope you, you, you anticipate or hope that more of that will come back for you this year or next year. Like, could you get back oh, into I'd it? Love- I would love it to come back. Okay. Uh, absolutely. I, I, as I said to you earlier, I, I, I really enjoy connecting with people. I like being on the road. Um, I mean, not a ton of times, but like, as I said, like about 30 events a year is about the sweet spot I like to be. And, you know, sometimes I take my kids with me and, and we can enjoy some time, but, mm-hmm. um, but I feel you feel you, bro. This is my first time back out and a little bit like, Hey, I need some grace tomorrow. I hope, uh, <laughs> you know, people are like, Hey, this is the first time, you know, haven't, haven't, you know, spoken in front of people and, uh, I might stutter here or there, but, but ultimately, uh, hopefully they get something out of it. And, um, I, again, I'm just, I'm thankful to be back on the road and, and again, being back in Philly where, where everything is so familiar. Amen. Is there a best way uh, as folks are thinking about and planning their, whatever their, you know, their dinners, their events, their retreats, is there a best way to look you up or try to send a note if they're making some plans? couple different ways. You can go to uh, premierspeakers.org, uh, uh, .com, excuse me, premierspeakers.com, or you can go to greenacrespromotions.com and, um, you know, send us some information, inquiry, and, and we'll get back with you. David Akers, longtime Eagles kicker and uh, pro bowler and their all-time leading scorer in town tomorrow night for a special fundraising dinner. He's a friend of the program, and we have him on every now and again. Great while. Glad, in fact, he's on the very first program we ever did on this uh, station, uh, you know, as far as this this show goes, uh, about two and a half years ago. Glad to have his uh, company this afternoon. We have one more quick break to do. And we'll wrap up our time with David Akers. It's the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thank you for spending time with us today. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. AM 560, WFIL.com. On the app, longtime Philadelphia Eagle David Akers is in town tomorrow night. We've been talking about a little bit of an event he's going to be part of. You can find out more info at torchsportsministry.org for that. Uh, but in the meantime, wanted to just mention a couple of fun uh, musical notes and incidentals. There's an event coming up this Saturday called Faithful. It's a live stream event with uh, it's like it's presenting songs and stories of God's kindness to women throughout history and today. And one of the people participating is Rachel Lampa, whose brother, Mm. if I'm not mistaken, put together your farewell concert that you you did with uh, Toby Mac in in Jersey some years back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. That's small world, man. That's awesome. I know you had maybe you could just speak to for a second, your heart for the area and, and what that event was about and, and just your, your entrenchment in the, uh, the tri-state area. Sure. So I, I go back to early on in my time with the Eagles and I thought it'd be great to do some sort of an outreach. And again, a little bit of 
being younger and naive on how some things work, you know, Hey, I'll hire one of these artists to come up and it'll be like a plug and play and we'll, we'll go. And obviously there's way more to it. So um, I've always been told to surround yourself with smart and, and great people and you can become great as well. And that's what I did. I surrounded myself with a guy named Tim DeMoss, a guy <laughs> named Mark Werfel. And uh, we set up a team from, from that point forward and trying to figure out who we'd like to, to, uh, to kind of gather and ironic that you had a son named Toby and Mark had a son named Toby. And they said, you all said, well, part of the reason we named our son Toby is because Toby Mack and the type of guy he is. And I was like, well, why should we talk about anybody else? Let's try to get Toby Mack to come in. And then ultimately it was one of the coolest events we had over Marlton. Um, I mean, we never even really advertised. We, we put out nine, you know, emails and like, I think nine or 10 people like churches and some areas and it sold out in just a few days. And it was pretty impressive um, to see what kind of came out of that event. And it kind of got me on the road speaking more, but there were some really awesome networking and connections that, that developed that day. And, um, you know, that's when you realize that things are bigger than you are. And to, to me, I, I I, I was very thankful. It started a relationship with a guy, um, Brandon Heath and Toby and, and Brandon's uh, drummer at the time, Josh Robinson. He and I are, are, are dear friends. And we, we actually uh, broker cars together at times as well down here. He, he and I have really become tight. And I actually married he and his wife, Andrea, um, wow. to their wedding. And so, yeah, I mean, there's so many things that kind of come from that, that um, it's just really special. And, um, you know, Ryan, yeah, was a great guy and he had an incredible ministry he was doing as well for a lot of the homeless people in, in Nashville. So again, just, you know, when you connect with certain people, um, you know, I, like I say, even like, like with yourself and like the warfels of the world and, um, you can kind of see where you all have your focus and, and that becomes contagious as well. And you just want to be a part of it. But again, I'm very thankful for the opportunity to, you know, early on meet you and you were bringing me CDs and say, Hey, check this out, check that out. And, um, you know, a lot of great conversations standing on the stool in my locker at, at, at Lincoln financial, uh, or actually that'd be in the Novacare. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny too. You mentioned, I mean, and with Ryan Lampa, just, this is, it's a small note, but Toby likes to present his show, Toby Mac, a certain way. Every artist has their thing and some are more specific about what they want. And Toby's show is pretty involved. So part of the challenge of getting him to come, like he never did a post-game concert with us after a Flyers game, for example, or a Sixers game, because he just needed too much setup time for the way he wanted to present. It's not like Toby Mac mm -hmm. unplugged. So the venue right. we had it at, still there were challenges, and Ryan had to figure out all the acoustics and all the everything to put a Toby show in where we were having it. But it was a great show, and I know as part of it, you had helped fund a good chunk of that to make it possible for people to come at a very reasonable cost. And I, I remember that as partly as a farewell concert, like, you're, like a thank you to the Philadelphia fans and the Philadelphia area too, right? I mean, that was a spent a decade, a decade of your life here or more. Um, and we miss you. It'd be great to have you up here again one day, but I'm sure the, <laughs> I'm sure you, you look like you've settled in nicely in Nashville. So I'm not holding my breath. Um, well, well, I need to go a little even further South because I'm, I'm just a warm weather 
fanatic. Um, me and Nicole just do not work well together. But <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. It, it was it was amazing to to, to do that uh, event, and, and the idea was for a believer to bring a non-believer. And, and funny, even just kind of talking through this. Um, yeah, I I, I um, you know purchased the tour date, um, and I wanted to do it for free. I didn't want it to cost anybody anything. Right. And believe it or not we were told to actually put a price tag on a ticket because certain people would just say, well, if, if they didn't buy the ticket, even for 10 bucks, they wouldn't actually go to it. Maybe like something would come up and they, they actually, by placing a value of that made it more valuable in people willing to, so we knew who would show up. And I'm like, yeah. hey, look, I know nothing about that. <laughs> I know that's what you all say to do. So we will do what you all want us to do so that we can be fortunate enough to have you come to this event. It makes so, a lot of sense. I mean, they, it, yeah, I guess it, I mean, it does in, in that world. I mean, that's not a world I'm, I'm real familiar with, but I did learn, you know, a good amount from that, from those people. And then the next year we, um, we had Jeremy Camp and uh, Francesca Battistelli come in and, and do a show, same place. It was another wonderful event as well. Um, but there was just something special about that that Toby Mac event for sure. Just met a lot of friends that that I still have to this day from that from that night, um, and then kind of the the setup and and the preparation for that. And yeah. still a huge fan of Marlton Assembly of God uh, over there. John Wagner, um, he, he he was a a mentor to me uh, during my time there, and. Um, you know, there, there's guys that I met at that church, uh, the Shannons that I think you've met before one of some of the events I've done before sure. they've, they've been, and, and they're just type friends of ours. And, and, you know, again, th- 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 these are the people that everybody has in, in life. And you have to kind of look back and, and say, who, who, who are the people that have defined who you are? And, and, and you, you have to be able to say, this is my team. You know, you have your people that are on your team for, for a few plays and you have your, your starters that are out there and then you've got your all pros, right. That are, yeah. that are the dominant force. And, um, I, I, at least I hope people realize when they've been on my team at some point or whatever, maybe they, maybe they become free agents and went elsewhere, but ultimately they, they made it a lasting impact and I'm appreciative of them. That's for sure. Well, we, I've always appreciated your, your love for the Lord, your passion, which is what you're speaking on tomorrow night at the, the Bucksmont Torch, uh, Torch FC uh, ch- uh, fundraising event, torchsportsministry.org, if folks want to look that up. I plan to be there with my daughter, Tessa, and uh, what you've brought in that regard. And just a last throw, not a throwaway, but just the last thing I was referring to musically. I know you love Christian music, and you had a friendship developed, too, with Matthew West, who we're doing a contest mm-hmm. with now. It's called, I think it's, it's like a tongue twister. It's Matthew West Presents Friend, West Friends Fest or something. So he's doing like an event <laughs> at the Story House in Nashville I think it's May 7, 8, and 9, and if people win a virtual ticket, then they can pick the show that they want to view and all that. Uh, so just any fun thoughts on your friendship with Matthew or your insights into in Matthew as you've gotten to know him over the years? You know, it's funny. Uh, I saw Matthew. We, we did an event um, at Top Golf. Oh, man, it, was, it wasn't real long ago. Um, and it, it was funny. We were talking, and I said, man, you know, I moved here, and – we got to get together. You know, it's always like, we got to get together. And the the one thing I realized when in Nashville, I saw some of my friends that are in the, the, the music business on the road more than I see them when I live here. 
Yeah. Because once they're in town, they, they have so many people that they have to see and things they have to do. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of Matthew's that same way a little bit. And he's such an amazing guy. He and his wife, Emily, just, they, they're just great people. They do a lot for, and we have a lot of the same circle of friends. Um, but we were like, oh man, we got to get together, you know, we'll text about this or that. If he goes and does something and, you know, something comes up. But the, the thing that I think is, you know, great about, you know, Matthew is like, first off, he's, he's, he's a real like guy's guy, like, you know, very funny. Uh, he's very quick witted. I think he's fun with his songs and, but yeah, you can tell where, where his heart lies and uh very strong family, man. Hmm. Uh, there's a little bit, you know, interesting for my, my wife's 40th birthday. I commissioned him to, to write uh, a song and just to tell you the kind of guy Matthew is, he didn't write one. He wrote two, hmm. you know, so, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, made them and just, just amazing, you know, what, what he was able to do. And, um, and I didn't realize when he was, when he'd asked for some information kind of about it, that he, he didn't realize he was going to get eight pages, single type, you know, size eight font, you know, <laughs> but nonetheless did, did a great job on that as well. And again, just, those are the types of people that, you know, you see and you meet and you, and you engage over time and, you know, they leave lasting impressions and they, and they kind of develop who you are as a person. And yeah. again, even if they're on there just for a few minutes. So my, my hat goes off to Matthew and, and who he is as well. That's great. David Akers, kind enough to hang out with us. It's been a pleasure catching up with you. I do have fun when we play um, Madden 97. That's the latest we actually ever bought. <laughs> and you are, a, you are like a, not only a great kicker in that game, but you, you make some tackles when I, I usually play with the, with the, like another team, my son Tim plays with the Eagles, and I'll play with the Giants or somebody just to make it fun. Inevitably, I have a good run back on my on the kickoffs, and every now and again, you're making you're you're laying out flat and making the tackle. <laughs> so just like in real life, you, you had a lot of fun doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so I get run over now, brother. I get run over. <laughs> <laughs> well, God bless you, my friend. It's great to hear your voice. You too, Look forward to seeing you tomorrow night. Look forward to it, man. You all be well. Talk to you soon. All right. David Akers, our guest today. Pleasure having him on. He was on the very first broadcast we did in September of 2018. A couple times since, but not for quite a while. And he's in town tomorrow night for a special event. You can get, again, more information on that uh, website simply, torchsportsministry.org. It's a soccer ministry. Um, what else? Just to wrap up our, our, our program here, a few thoughts for you. There is a, an event this Saturday called Faithful, a live stream event you've been hearing about. Amy Grant's part of that, Ginny Owens, Rachel Lampa, both of those folks on our program in the last couple of weeks, podcast on our homepage, by the way. Uh, Ginny Owens was April 9, and Rachel Lampa was April 14. Help yourself to those. Uh, so it's a live stream event. There's a cost to it. But before you pay for it, perhaps you could win a free stream. In fact, I know you could because we have prize packages we're giving away till midnight tonight. Also includes the faithful CD and book associated with the event. There's a, a lot of folks involved with this. The deadline to enter again, midnight tonight for that faithful live stream event prize package. And again, you can certainly still buy the stream up until showtime this Saturday night at eight. So WFIL.com is where you go for that to get entered for the faithful live stream event package by midnight tonight. And again, you can get the tickets there at WFL.com if you want to buy a stream. Uh, while you're there, contest and surveys page, I just want to encourage you to do that. 
There are so many things happening, and they, you know, they're around for two, three, four weeks, and they go off the board. KJ five twos one year ago CD up for grabs through Friday. Ministry of the month leading the way with Dr. Michael Youssef, which is coming at five thirty tonight. We're giving away one of his books, actually two of his books. The month ends on Friday, so that'll go off the board Friday. We have the kindness challenge going where you can win twelve thousand dollars towards a new vehicle, and uh, or car payments for a year, and the same for a hometown hero. That goes off the board Friday, too. Many more contests going on, so there's lots to do. Enjoy all that at WFIL.com. Have a great night. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.